Welcome everyone to the Crick Talk with Jeff podcast. Joining me today, I've got a really special guest, a Hyderabad state cricketer, as well as a player for the Seattle Thunderbolts in minor league cricket, and so a defending champion of the tournament. So joining me today on the show is Akhilesh Podugam. Akhilesh, thank you for joining me today. It's great to have you here. Hi, Jay. Pleasure to be here. So how did you get started into cricket? So I was two uh, when my parents decided to move back uh, to India from Nashville after living there for around um, 12 years. And then growing up in India, um, I don't think it took me long to catch up with cricket and get uh, pulled towards the game, uh, cricket being the most played and watched sport uh, in India. Um, and it was more of a hobby until I was 15. And then um, once you're done with 10th grade, uh, in India, before you go to junior college, uh, you have to pick a major. It's either maths or science. Um, and I always wanted to become a doctor. So I was like, I'll pick up science. Um, and before college started, I was like, let me go and play cricket um, in the summer break for one last time because I knew um, starting college, uh, I'll be busy to play cricket. Um, and then... Uh, I was just looking around for good academies um, in India to do a good summer camp, you know, to have a good experience. Uh, and looking around, I found this academy in Bangalore, uh, which was offering a residential uh, summer camp for players who are out of state because I was living in Hyderabad. And um, and then I went there, uh, was there for a couple of months, finished a good summer camp. And when my dad came back to pick me up from the camp, um, he had a conversation with the coach um, and the coach said, you know, he's got good uh, potential to move forward in the sport. And, uh, you know, you can think about him continuing the sport as a profession. And when I came back, I sat with my dad and I realized this is probably something I want to try. Until then, I never thought that, you know, I can do this as a profession, but um, uh, I thought, why don't I try Um doing it as a profession and so um, and then the change from uh, science to math stream was really quick because it wasn't practical for me to do uh, science and cricket um, and at the same time my parents as much as they were supportive about me playing cricket they wanted me to continue my education alongside as well uh, so uh, fortunately I found a college uh, a junior college which was supporting cricket and um, I picked up maths and then uh, I joined the college and that's how my cricketing career started. And so you see, you spoke about joining this academy in Bangalore. Before that, did you play for another academy or another team or was it just playing so sports in with your friends? Yeah, so growing up, it was always uh, Gali cricket. I was playing um, in the streets with my friends as a kid, uh, but Later on, I was playing some school cricket, but it was not really uh, like cricket at the highest level or, you know, competitive cricket. Uh, but And I never like actually thought about it as a profession. And I was just having fun and enjoying the sport uh, as a kid. And were you always a spinner from, from when you started or were you something else originally and then changed towards becoming a specialist spinner? So just like everyone, uh, you know, when you play it, when you're young, you do everything. You try and do everything. I was bowling quick. I was bowling spin. I was batting. I was keeping. I was doing everything. 
um but then i think the change to a spinner or you know the decision to become a spinner um was actually uh, influenced by the situation that i was in so like i said when i joined junior college i started uh i started my steps into professional cricket at the age of 15 or i would say 16 because 16 is when my professional cricketing career began uh but at 15 when i was trying to play professional cricket um i realized that i wasn't good enough to uh, make it to the college team then um and so for a year i was not a part of the college team and that year when i was and i was trying to figure out if i have to make it to the college team next year what is the only opportunity that i have and at that moment i felt that there wasn't a, a spinner for the team like uh, a good off spinner for the team and i was like this is probably a role that if i excel in and if i like do good i might make it to the team next year and probably play because i'm trying to get in and compete with the kids who've been playing cricket since 6 7 or whatever and you know uh but at the same time i don't want to take too long to catch up and i want to start playing too um so that one year was really difficult for me because uh, i had to put in a lot of effort a lot of work uh to get actually to the stage where uh, i wanted to compete at a professional level and uh, that year was when i decided i want to be an off spinner and then uh, that's how it started and so playing for this um, for this junior college you talked about from there how did you go into playing cricket in hyderabad and for the hyderabad state teams so um so at the under 19 level uh, back then uh, when i was playing it always started with junior college cricket there used to be a junior college tournament and then you used to be picked in the probables from uh, your performance in the tournament and then you would uh, go on to play for your state team that was one route that you could have been uh, picked or the other route was uh, the club cricket that goes on um, there like the different divisions of club cricket that go on Uh, that is like two day cricket or three day cricket um that each state in india has its own uh, local league so i started off uh, playing so um i i made it to the college team the following year and i did well um in fact i got a, like a four wicket haul in the finals because our team made it to the final too um and then i played local league club cricket as well um the same year um i played two day cricket and uh, fortunately i did really well uh, i was the top wicket taker among spinners in, in that division and that led to my selection into the under 19 uh, team of hyderabad which was my first ever uh, step into under 19 cricket um and then uh, that's how my career with hyderabad cricket started that's that's great and after that if we were to have a look at you had um you played at quite a few levels for the hyderabad team as you said at the under 19 level and then for their senior team as well so how long were you with hyderabad and then after that what what tournaments did you play with them so when i was uh, 17 the following year i was picked for the under 19 state team uh but although i was with the team for the whole season i wasn't given a single game to play uh, in the 11 and then the following year you have to go back again perform in the club cricket and league cricket and then you have to come back again so that was the process i did well again um and then i made it to the team again 
the following year when I was 18. Um, and that year, uh, although I couldn't get to play a lot of games, I could uh, play three games. Um, and I did well one in one of the games against Jharkhand where I got uh, five wickets in the match, uh, in a four-day match. And um, uh, so uh, after that, um, there was a break for a year where I didn't play state cricket um, because it was a transition from under 19 to under 23. But then I realized that um, I have potential um, in white ball cricket. And I think at a very young age, I decided that I really want to focus on white ball cricket, um, not just because it's entertaining or it's it's fun. It's also because I felt my skill was more to do with white ball cricket naturally. Um, and so after realizing that that's where I belong, um, I put in a lot of effort towards focusing on white ball cricket. And fortunately, after an year, um, I made it to the senior side uh, for Vijay Hazare Trophy. Um, and then, uh, but then again, uh, stepping into the side as a 21-year-old, um, you know, there are already senior players who've been part of the setup, who've been playing for years uh, as spinners, and you will have to wait for your turn to make it into the team. And um, I was there for the whole season again, didn't get to play a game uh, for Hyderabad. Um, and then after that uh, is when I decided that I want to move back to U.S. I've always had the dream of playing for my country, that like playing for the U.S. team, and that was that was always in my mind. And although I was working and playing in India, my goal was to come back and represent the country. Um, I, I was just trying to get as much as experience I can in India and improve my game, so that way it's easier when I come back here, and when I want to make it uh, to the national team and represent my uh, country. So. Uh, after that, I had to make a tough decision leaving domestic cricket in Hyderabad, just making it into the side as a youngster. You know you will get your opportunities if you stick around for a while. But um, at the same time, I, I had to decide what was more important for me. And um, I just gave up cricket in India because, like you know, uh, BCCI doesn't let um, Indian cricketers play around um, in international T20 leagues. So before I joined the minor league um, in 2021 uh, for Atlanta Fire, I had um, given my retirement to domestic cricket and I moved back to US. And and before that, I think you also represent, uh, you're also you're a net bowler for SRH, the Hyderabad team in the IPL. So tell us a bit about that as well and some of your experiences from that. Yes, I think that was like a really great experience in my life. Um, one a really important thing that I would say where I realized, like I said earlier, that my switch from uh, that my switch from red ball cricket to white ball cricket, where I said, you know, this is what I want to do because uh, so after the first season of my under nineteen, um, our our coach then in under nineteen was uh, T Dilip, who's the Indian team fielding coach right now. Um, he was the head coach of our Hyderabad State under nineteen team. And after the season had finished uh, before the IPL, um, so he was in charge for uh, providing net bowlers to the SRH team. Um, and then he had reached out to me uh, saying if I would be interested uh, to bowl to them in the nets. And so you'll have to go and then bowl to them. And if 
the team is impressed with you, then they'll pick you up as a net bowler. So fortunately, I was given that opportunity to do that. And um, I went in there to bowl to them in the nets. Uh, and they were they were impressed with me. And then they had me with them uh, for the whole season, bowling to them in the nets. Uh, it was a really great experience because as a youngster, when I was uh, around like 17, 18, I was bowling to Shikhar Dhawan, Manish Pandey and all the big ones in cricket. And that's when I realized, you know, I'm not far away from international cricket. Like I felt uh, I was more confident about my game and I felt there's not a lot of difference between domestic cricket and international cricket. It's just the little things or it's just a mindset that um, the players on the next level uh, deal with. And uh, it gave me a, it gave me a lot of confidence uh, to continue playing and uh, and overall it was a really great experience. And as an 18, 19 year old being at that IPL level along with some of these modern day greats as you named yourself with Shikhar Dhawan and Manish Pandey, what was what was it like bowling to them in the nets? So in the nets, of course, uh, you know. Um, you don't learn a lot because uh, you don't actually know where the ball's traveling or, you know, what the ball's doing after the batsman hits. But we had a lot of open net sessions where, like, in a stadium, you could actually bowl to them. There were fielders, and then you were actually bowling, like, a game situation. So you actually understood where the ball's going or, you know, if, if the ball's hit in the air, if it's clearing the boundary or not. And... um I think I was lucky enough um, to get Shikhar out a couple of times and he spoke to me like he was really good. He was down to earth. He spoke to me and that was, I was really impressed with that. That like gave me a lot of uh, boost in confidence. And from there, um, I just thought like, this is, this is where I want to be. And, you know, white ball cricket is my thing. Absolutely. And I mean, getting, getting a player like Shikhar Dhawan out, a lot of bowlers would love to do that once and yourself doing that multiple times, which was amazing. Yeah. Yep. So now going from cricket in India, cricket in Hyderabad, then moving to the US, how did you start off cricket in the US as far as like the leagues and the games you were playing? So in 2019, uh, after I'd come off the under-19 season, um, I'd come to US to visit my uncle who lives in Atlanta. And uh, I got to know that there's some club cricket going on in um, Atlanta. And I was like, let me give it a shot. If I'm here on the weekend, let me just go play it. Uh, and I found a club team. I started playing with them. And so my teammate with Seattle Thunderbolts right now, uh, Rishi, um, saw me play club cricket. And after the game, like I bowled to him in one of the club games. And then he came up to me and he said, uh, like, where are you from? What are you doing here? So I said, uh, you know, I'm here on a vacation um, uh, and I play cricket back in India. And then he said, there's a tournament coming up in the end of uh, end of 2019 or like, I would say September 2019, which was called Atlanta Premier League. He said, I've, I'm captaining one of the teams and I would like to have you play in my team for the tournament. I said, uh, I would be totally interested to, you know, why not give it a shot? Um, so that was, that was like, I flew in for a week to play the tournament. Uh, I did well in the tournament. Again, my first ever tournament in US, I did well. And I was, um, so one of the games I was playing against Ricardo Powell, the USA selector then, I bowled to him, he saw me. 
and then before the final and then our team and his team again made it to the finals and before the finals he came up to me and he said listen i want to talk to you after the game i said um okay fine and then i bowled again in that game i got him out actually in that game and then after the end of the game he came up to me and he said uh what is your what is your qualification to play for the us team i said um i'm i'm born here so i'm a us citizen and i qualify to play for the us national team he said uh there're not many off spinners in the country right now and i feel you're ready for international cricket um i would really be interested to have you in a camp so that the coach and the players can actually see you and if they give a nod ahead um you know we can get you into the setup and after that immediately um 2020 jan there was a camp in mumbai uh of the us national team before they left to nepal um when james payment was a coach and um so i was invited to the camp i was with the team for around a week like 3 4 days maybe uh bowling to them consistently every day in the nets um i did i did bowl well in the nets and then after the camp uh, i spoke to james payment and then he said you know we think you're good and uh, we'll try and talk to the selectors and see what uh, opportunities we can provide to you moving forward and um unfortunately after that uh james payment wasn't the coach anymore and the selectors weren't the same either uh so things changed after that uh but then i came back to play the minor league uh, exhibition uh series for atlanta fire because i was uh, located in atlanta and uh that's how my career in us began and with those minor league exhibition games were you representing the atlanta team then yes i was playing for atlanta fire and now we'll we'll talk about that first season a bit but in the second season where you were playing with the seattle thunderbolts you were the sixth highest wicket taker across conferences so across all the 27 teams and the hundreds of players so what do you really feel has worked for you in that tournament i think um uh... playing on turf helped me a lot uh because i've grown up playing a lot of cricket on turf so um i think the experience of me playing on turf helped me a lot uh in the second season because most of our games were played on turf after um playing in the pacific conference and um i've also been working on couple of my uh variations that have actually come along well uh the the current season uh where i worked on uh, the ball going away from the batsman and uh so i think a lot of things just put together where um mentally as well i was i i really focused on the mental aspect of the game to read the situation better i've i've always personally believed i wasn't naturally gifted uh as a cricketer but i believed that if you know your strengths and weaknesses and if you are mentally strong in the sport especially with t20 cricket uh, you can do really well so there some of these points where i've really focused on um this season have helped me a lot and i think more with the mindset where i had an attacking mindset than last season where i was more aggressive as a bowler and went in as a wicket taking option rather than just uh containing runs and this season we saw that a lot of times you were opening the bowling which is something which historically i haven't seen as much 
in cricket, but now I think over the last few years, we've really started to see it, especially in T20s. So tell us a bit about that and your role as an opening bowler in the power. So this actually goes back to my uh, college playing days. So after I finished junior college, um, I started my undergrad uh, in uh, bachelor's of technology and I joined the college again where we had a good cricketing team and the college actually supported uh, cricket players where, you know, um, so then uh, when I started to play for the college, we had a lot of T20 tournaments going around and our college captain then uh, in one of the practice games before our T20 season started was just, just said, just give me the new ball and said, bowl. I was, I was, I wasn't bowling with a new ball until then. Um, but he just looking at my trajectory, my height, the pace that I bowl at and the style that I bowl at said, why don't you just try bowling with a new ball? And I don't know, I, fortunately, I bowled with a new ball that game. I got a fifer in that game, in a T20 game with a new ball. And after then, I just started working a lot with the new ball. And I all, all the years that I played for my college, I bowled as, an, uh, as a power play bowler, starting with the new ball. And uh, that carried on when I came back to US, uh, when I played for fire the first season, I bowled a lot of overs in the power play. And... It, it carried on to this season as well, where I was given uh, the opportunity to bowl in the power play. And that, that's great, really. Um, and I'm sure you're such an experienced bowler then in the power play, which is great. Now, if we have a look at the first season of minor league where you were playing with the Atlanta Fire, what was really the transition from going with the Atlanta Fire to then playing for the Seattle Thunderbolts in that second season? Just talk us through that a bit. So um, I started playing cricket, my club cricket or whatever cricket that I played in US in Atlanta. And I continued to play for the Atlanta Fire team. Uh, they had a really good uh, professional setup. Everything was going well. But what I realized is as a spinner, I wanted to play a lot of more cricket on turf. And the season that I played for Atlanta Fire, we, most of our home games were on matting, um, which, which I personally didn't want to play a lot more on matting because I want, I thought if my career has to grow as a player, I need to be playing more cricket on turf. And I felt the opportunities were better um, in the Pacific Conference where uh, we had access to fields like LA and Houston where there are more turf wickets. And that was one of the main reasons why I actually wanted to move out of um, Atlanta to go and play in Seattle. And what what do you think is really some of the big differences between playing on a regular turf wicket as you did in Hyderabad, as you did in India and, and in Seattle and in the Pacific Conference versus something that we've seen more in the Atlantic Conference with those matted wickets? I think the matting wickets, um, it depends on the different types of mats as well, but uh, usually the brown matting that they use uh, here, the, I think the bounce is just true. Uh, it again depends on how the surface is rolled underneath. If the underneath surface is rolled really well and is hard, and then the match is laid on top of it, then the bounce is true and you can just hit through the line. And the, the batsman doesn't have to watch the ball to the last minute. And he can just, he, and the bounce is good for him. So he can just go through the line. The ball isn't doing much. The ball isn't gripping much because there isn't, no, there isn't like the turf. You don't have grass or you don't have mud. So the ball's not doing much on mud. Um, so it's, and especially as a spinner, it gets more difficult if you're not, uh, being able to grip the ball better. 
uh, although on different matting surfaces the ball grips the ball turns but again it depends on the surface of the mat absolutely and now if we were to have a look at yourself with seattle and in minor league in general how how do you feel your experience has been and some some things you found surprising some things you weren't expecting playing in minor league and playing cricket in the us minor league uh, has surprised me for sure because uh, in 2019 when i came to play cricket in us and i was trying to understand how cricket works in us there wasn't a domestic structure for us like like i've been used to playing in india and i come here to see there's there's not a domestic structure and minor league laying that domestic structure for us and the way it has been organized the way it has been run the professionalism that has been brought into us cricket is is amazing because and that too over a short period of time like over like 2 years to bring in this was really great for us as players to show like for us as players to provide a platform to showcase our skill and also to to provide some good uh cricket entertainment to the country absolutely and i think it's it's also really provided a nice pathway towards playing more towards that international level where you go from yes. these club cricket games to minor league to major league which as it rolls around this year and then right. to the us team national yeah and also the exposure that it, it has brought in with the wild card option where a lot of international players have come into play uh, it's really good uh, to play with them against them uh, it's 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 something a lot to learn for uh you as a you know a domestic player uh to gel gel along with one of the big players in the in the world absolutely and and on the topic of gelling we have a look at the seattle thunderbolts team i feel they're a team which gel together really well so tell us a bit about that as well definitely that's something that i think we've really focused on um before the season even uh began when we sat down we said we are here to win this tournament and we are not here to participate and on paper we said we look as a championship winning team and if we do all the things right we there's no doubt that we cannot lift the trophy that was clear in our heads from day 1 when we started training and we felt that there are a lot of these things that are really important in franchise cricket where you need to gel as a team together because you're together playing a lot of cricket for a long period of time a lot of games two months 14 games so uh, it is important that you have that support amongst your team and your team gels well because cricket is a team sport um, as everyone knows so um that's something we focused on and i'm i'm really glad that you know all the players were really kind enough to you know actually understand each other celebrate each other's success and everyone's goal was just to win the championship and nobody had like individual goals out of this uh and because the mindset was same i think it was easier for everyone to gel along absolutely and now if we were to fast forward a bit to the finals weekend um something i noticed on the back of the shirts were that um a few of the names there were names such as sehwag or bumrah compared to just the players names so tell us tell us about that as well and what that was like yeah i think yeah that's interesting because um so each team gets to submit their player list of 16 players before the season uh where your jerseys are ordered and then uh you get to have like four i think um four extra pairs just in case you have any replacements and usually they come in with no name 
but I think our management just decided that they wanted to give in names of like the great players in the game, um, like uh, Sevag, Bumrah, Tendulkar, and um, I think they were just the favorite players of our management. So they just put in those names uh, for our um, for our excess jerseys, and um, unfortunately we had to have a few replacements in between the tournament where a couple of players got injured. Uh, there were availability issues, and uh, so because new players came in, it wasn't uh, there wasn't enough time to get their jerseys printed, uh, and they just had to use the uh, reserve jerseys that were put with those names. And did you have a name on the back of your jersey, someone like an Ashwin or a Kumble? No, it was just my name. Well, that's great. Now, we have a look at Seattle Thunderbolts in that finals weekend and in the playoffs. Both your games, one against the Silicon Valley Strikers and then against Atlanta Fire, they were close wins, went down to the last over. I think you won the Silicon game by like six-ish runs, Atlanta game by 10. So tell us a bit about that and the emotions running in both those games in those final overs. I think both the games uh, defending, we were always confident as a bowling unit because we've been doing well since the start of the tournament as a unit. If you actually go back and look at our bowling, we were solid five bowlers who were bowling the maximum 20 overs in every game. And there wasn't a lot of chopping and changing in our bowling attack. And I think that helped us as bowlers to understand what our roles are in the team. And I think it was a really good thing by the captain, the coach and the management to make and understand players what their roles are. And then it was easier for us to do the job of defending totals with the ball in hand because we knew what we had to do. Um, And as it came down to both the games, we were lucky enough to defend both the games. We were always confident. I think confidence plays a big role. Uh, We had the momentum of winning. We wanted to, and we, and everyone in our team were really hungry to win it. We wanted to win it. There was no other option of not winning it. The only mindset that we were going in was to win it. And I think that attitude was carried by every single player in the team. Um, and that just helped us uh, do what we wanted to achieve. And then yourself, having played for the Atlanta Fire for an entire season, did that help you a bit as far as knowing a lot of the strengths and weaknesses of those Atlanta Fire players in the finals? Oh, yes, definitely. I think uh, not just the season, uh, we've been playing a lot of cricket against a lot of players in the uh, circuit with me playing around a lot of these private tournaments as well. Um, You get to know a lot of players, you try and understand, uh, you try and plan strategies, try and make plans. Of course, they were in place. Um, If you actually go back and look, although I didn't get um, Steven Taylor the way that I wanted to, but the plan was the plan was there. So you ask anyone before the game day, they would say uh, the matchup is between me and me to get him out for us to do well uh, in the initial stage of the power play. Um, and although we had plans, everything was said, but that ball that I got him out wasn't executed to perfection, but at least the plan and the thought behind it was right, which at least led to a wicket. Uh, after him making a mistake. So I think it's really important to have plans, uh, although the execution cannot always go your way. But if you're bowling without a plan, then it it doesn't really make sense. Absolutely. And it was great you getting his wicket and really a crucial point in that game as as far as the finals is concerned. 
Now we go back to that that semifinal game against the Silicon Valley Strikers. You guys had already played them twice in that season, and you had an amazing season. But it was those two Silicon Valley games that didn't really go too well. So, what do you think were some of the big changes going from that game to once again playing them this time in the semis and beating them on that, on that occasion? Yeah. Then again, uh, when we lost to them both the games, I don't think we lost with our bowling. We bowled really well to restrict them, but I think we just couldn't finish with the bat in hand. Um, and we always knew that we 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 were a better team, uh, and like if we play to our full potential, we could beat them. We were so close to beating them uh, in the league stage too, and I don't think we changed a lot. We just believe that we can win. And I think we just whatever plans that we had worked on were executed to perfection on that day, and it just helped us win the game. And finally, what was it like, really, at Church Street Park under lights, beating the Atlanta Fire by just ten runs in nail-biting final? What was it like? Talk us through right after that last ball, all the celebrations. That moment, it still gives me goosebumps. Like right now, even when you're talking about it, it gives me goosebumps because that was. I think that's one thing that I'll never forget throughout my career, uh, because it was something that I strongly wanted before the season that we wanted to win it. And when you have a goal and you achieve it, it's the satisfaction is on a different level. The atmosphere being one of the best atmospheres in the country with the crowd, the lights, it was just it was just an amazing feeling. I think. Every single time, each of our players go back and look at the video, the celebrations, the last over. Um, it it still gives us goosebumps and those feels, and um, I think we're really proud as a unit of what we've done, and that will remain in our memories for a long time. Absolutely, and I remember watching from the outside, everyone around us, the emotions were running high. Atlanta Fire, Seattle Thunderbolts, every ball, and it was just truly an amazing final. So I think even if you look at it, uh, the emotions of the families were also really high because uh, that's one thing that we had. The off-field support for us was really good. Um, everybody believed that we can do it as a team, and uh, we're really happy that you know we could make we could make everyone happy too. And that's I think that's something we saw that the families were really connected with the Seattle team. It's not something we saw with every other team. But with Seattle, we could see each one of the family members had a jersey watching from the outside. And I think that really does go back to the point of the team gelling well and um, yes. really being a good unit together. Yes. One memorable moment for you from this season, the one thing which will always stick to you, aside, of course, from that finals. Um, one moment... I think there was one game um, before before the qualifiers uh, where we had to win by a certain margin uh, to for us to qualify uh, because we uh, even though we won the game we had to chase down like I guess I don't actually remember around 109 or 10 runs in seven overs for us to qualify for the playoffs uh, so that we could beat the run rate of the team that's ahead of us and qualify and us chasing down that total was a really big moment for us um and i feel that's one thing that's one chase that you'll remember forever because a lot of people didn't think we could do it uh with the way that we had to play the last weekend the last two games for us to actually boost up our run rate and 
qualify for the playoffs. Uh, but I think uh, the way the team just played it, um, it's it's amazing. Uh, it's it's an amazing memory. Absolutely, and I think that was a hundred and eleven-ish needed in seven and a half overs. And yes, Pete Singh, I mean the captain leading yes. from the front, that was quite the innings to watch. Yep, absolutely. So in the end, of course, Seattle Thunderbolts lifting the trophy at Church Street Park. Amazing memories. So congratulations on that. And thank you for joining me today. It was great chatting with you. Thank you so much. Same here. It was great.